signal from another planet. Fanboy planet. Watch animated chicks with inflatable breasts. You might be a Trekkie. Sit back and watch as the Uber geek goes and kicks it up a notch. Turn to the letter F in your dictionary and add this word to your vocabulary. Take a look, cause I'm the real McCoy. Damn it, Jim, I'm not a doctor. I'm just the definition of a fanboy, baby. This is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com, and producing the podcast from the undisclosed location that we call The Brett Cave. I'm Rick Brett Snyder. And yes, it's going to be an exciting episode, I think, because we've had bottled up nerd conversation for a week we have not been able to share. But before we do, do you want to say, of course, that if you'd like to join the conversation, or rather kind of after the fact, is you can follow us on Facebook, Fanboy Planet. You can follow us on Twitter, at Fanboy Planet, and Instagram, at Fanboy Planet, where there's some kind of pictorial uh, commentary that uh, the regular mainstream site does not get. Mainstream. Like, FanboyPlanet.com is mainstream. But still, uh, you know, that's Nerdstream. Nerdstream. I like it. Okay. So, Yes. Goes along with all that bottled up nerd conversation, the Oda nerd. Oh, hmm. hmm. Yes. Can we get Kira Knightley to do like the commercial? You know, uh, Oda nerd. <sighs> the yeah. smell of it. Uh, <laughs> <so> <laughs> capture that convention feeling without. No, I don't. No, I don't like it. Anyway, so you can do that, or you can uh, communicate with me directly at editor at fanboyplanet.com. And of course, there are con- you know comments are open on every page on Fanboy Planet, so certainly you can comment directly to an article. Uh, I do moderate, so I try to keep it respectful. Thank you. Anyway. Uh, so we got that, and of course we are an Amazon affiliate. So if we talk about some product uh, on this podcast that uh, you'd like to own, uh, you can of course order it through the search box or direct links that occasionally appear on Fanboy Planet. Each and every page, uh, we do it potentially generates uh, revenue for us. I guess depends on there's all kinds of weird interior internal algorithms for it. But just in case, you know, there you go. We we appreciate that support. And uh, so let's get to it. Uh, this has been a, a shocking week. The hierarchy of power in the BBC universe has changed. Oh, yeah. And uh, there we go. So that's how I got my Black Adam reference in. There, we, there it is. <laughs> uh, is on Sunday, the power of the Doctor, the farewell to Jodie Whittaker was, uh, was broadcast. And as, as you noted when I said... <laughs> Message you Monday and said, I guess that that's the topic this week, and you immediately responded to with a GIF of uh, someone in particular, and then I saw like hours later people complaining on Facebook, like, how do you avoid spoilers when the damn network itself manages to hold a surprise until Sunday for a globally, uh, you know, loved Broadcast, show, yeah. Yeah. and they spoil it. Like within an within ten minutes, the actual BBC has posted and spoiled that surprise, and I do get that frustration. That uh, luckily I'd had to work Sunday evening, and so I was busy, 
and had not been on social media to see it. And then I just immediately rolled out of work, out of my home office, and onto the couch and turned on, uh, you know, AMC Plus and, and, and watched Power of the Doctor. So it was a surprise to me. And we're going to go full on spoilers on this, aren't oh, we? Oh, we are, but I'm okay. trying to be coy. I think just a warning up front. This is be. the way to, 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 you know, to warn is that, you know, uh, I do respect that there are people that don't have a chance to watch it day and oh, day, no, definitely. time. And especially if you're in the U S um, you know, if you are a cord cutter, my solution to getting to watch Dr. Who it, new episodes of Dr. Who was to subscribe to AMC plus through Amazon. But I know a lot of people don't have that option or don't choose to take that option. I shouldn't right. say don't have it. It's like, it's, it seems silly that that's why I did it. However, I discovered much more programming on AMC plus, uh, that I was very happy to get, uh, we can talk, I mean, we should have talked about it for Halloween, but, you know, the interview with the vampire adaptation on the AMC right now. Oh, yeah, that's... Oh, chef's kiss. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, my God. It is so good. Um, yeah, we could talk, we could devote a whole episode to that, but um, but uh, not today, because we are going to talk about the power of the doctor. But yes, I really, I really, really love what they're doing with that show. But anyway, so, yes, the... Uh, we said farewell to Jodie Whittaker, a, a, an actor of great skill, great talent, who I realized I kind of made peace with in her uh, in her regeneration, that, and yet was angry at the moment, just at the moment, that she didn't get the fantastic farewell monologue right. that like Matt Smith got. And right. Peter Capaldi, both of which, if you replay those or give me the text, I will start tearing up. And it may be difficult for me uh, to to really uh, talk about it without... You without... forget that David Tennant's speech lasted half of the last season. Well, I know. That's why I'm saying, yes. <laughs> uh, because I do just associate I don't want to go yeah. with with David Tennant. So... Um, the other thing is, but, but, but what I appreciated about this regeneration after the fact and thought about it was there's a moment in the episode earlier when Jody, uh, Jody Whitaker says, I'm good at, I, I'm never happier than when I'm fixing things. And oddly enough, she is fixing the ship of, of that young actor who plays Lewis in, um, right. AMC's interview with the vampire. And oh, so, really? Yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. What, crossover episode. Let's get Lewis and the doctor together. That's Jacob Anderson? Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and he's terrific. But uh, I can't rave enough at this moment. But anyway, uh, when she said, I like fixing things, and that's that's it, even more so than the ninth doctor, than Christopher Eccleston, this Sheffield steel, all these references to this doctor has taken on the spirit of the city she regenerated in. Uh -huh. And uh, in uh -huh. the first place, so she's Sheffield. She's working class. She likes to fix things. She's good with her hands. And unlike she the can't other, dress, <laughs> she no, it's fine. I mean, look, you want to take it apart. <laughs> uh, I think if you go back to actually on Fanboy Planet, I I did transcribe what she talked about as to why she chose the costume she did. Okay, and. Uh, 
it's definitely an homage to I don't know Doctors if, Four through no, Seven. I don't know it's, if you keep a if you keep a you know like a salt shaker nearby when you have to eat your words, but I mean it's very oh. purposeful and it's very meaningful. Um, you know that it, it yeah there is it, it is allusive to previous Doctors, yes, some mm. of whom appeared in this episode, but it is but it is very very specific as to why she chose what she did to wear. Okay. Okay. And and it is to be, you know, I mean, short answer is it's to inspire kids and specifically girls, because if you want to just have fun and feel like, oh, you know, I'm the Grinch and my heart is three sizes too small. Watch the reaction videos of little girls realizing that the doctor was now a woman. Uh-huh. And it's 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 yeah, it's just amazing. And, um, you know, so. I did not mean to diss her intent, just my reaction to it. She's been attempting to, you know, I mean, her, this is why I feel like the writing of the series didn't quite live up to what she was hope, what she had stated she'd hoped to accomplish, but she was never less than good in what she was given. You know, I just think not all the episodes added up, not all the seasons did, but in this case, her regeneration, her farewell really did. She was the first one. You know, she's she's never gotten the good monologue that mm. and that's been my disappointment after you've had such incredibly you might you might criticize Moffat's plotting from time to time. Oh, you could. I'm not you know, I'm, I hold no one in that kind of regard that that they don't deserve a couple of shots here and there. But you got to say one thing, man, he could write a monologue. And and so. But for Jody, she was the working class person. Instead, she is the first doctor that I saw embrace it. The regeneration. She's like, tag, is, is her last line, tag, you're it? Yeah. Um, perfect. But I didn't think of it at the time that it was. I was mad she didn't get that bombastic. You didn't move me to tears. But instead, she looked at playful. the sunrise and she celebrated. Yeah her time and um she she did have a lot of good good moments to act through she did uh, her relationship with yaz in particular was was continually that's a that's a challenge for her to do as what she represents as the doctor and what she represents as a forward thinking doctor you know, and, and, and I, yeah, and I know this is the nature of the character and and the way the franchise works is i I think that a lot uh, that what the, both of the, them uh, is it Yasmin Bleeth and um, yeah. and Jodie uh, Whittaker had to kind of act through jumps in their relationship, and I, and why I say I know that's endemic to the characters because then you can tell stories. Somebody can write a book, or it can appear in the comics, and because the BBC, in between those moments. or you know, eventually you're going to get because the, if there's any actor that I have no doubt she's going to jump in and do big finish audio, it's going to be Jodie Whittaker. Hmm. You know. Um, David Tennant was coy. I get this weird feeling like Matt Smith is trying to distance in a weird way without saying that he's distancing himself from the role. Well, but, yeah. I Have you watched uh, no, House of Dragons? No, eventually uh, House of the Dragon. I, yeah. I eventually will. Um, but, but I, you know, and yeah, and Morbius. He's the villain in Morbius. And, uh, you know, he, he's... But David Tennant has played villains too, and he's been very counter to who 
to the, who the doctor was, but he was still enthusiastic. And Matt Smith, I'm not sure. It's not to, to cut him short, you know, cut him down or anything. I just think he's trying to create an identity outside. Yeah. Because he didn't have the advantage of, like, Peter Capaldi, who was very well established yes. beforehand. And Capaldi now is more just like, he just wants to see what, he's such a fan, he wants to see what's next. He doesn't want to see him, you know, he doesn't want to return because he wants somebody new. And he wants to enjoy those episodes. Um, you know, because I just noticed he had said he made a great statement about Shudi Gatwa, who I think is going to be fantastic. Um but yeah, so uh, the episode itself, I think, you know, did what you got to do, which, well, you don't gotta, but, <clears throat> but Chris Chibnall wanted to, which is get Cybermen and get, get the master and get the doll. So all the greatest hits of the villains, almost all, yeah. um, because the previous one had had the, uh, Santarans. So, uh, Flux had, had had the Santarans and created a new, a couple of great, new, great questions. Um, I was, I was sad to see uh, the master go, this incarnation of the master go, because I, I would like to see one incarnation last past a doctor. Right. Um, I think Sasha, I mean, we, we did see uh, 10. The original, the, the original doctor lasted through the first five seasons. I mean, the first five doctors. Yeah. Really. Uh, but then he, he, yeah, he, he died in a traffic accident. I mean, so that was unfortunate, yeah. but uh, Sasha Dawan, I think, brought something again the role wasn't always making sense and 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 written uh in a way that the plots made sense but his his energy as the master was just so fantastic and it's like john you know john sims i think uh his master for, uh, for the ninth was just like fantastic and we did see him come back uh or for, sorry for the 10th um for, for Tennant, he because uh, Eccleston never faced the master, but uh, but Tennant did, and then he, you know the end of Capaldi's run, we brought back uh, Sims Master to go with Missy, um, which is overdue. And then I, and then I sort of I start mentioning like, oh my God, can we see Sasha Dawan uh, and you know go team with the other surviving masters? Let's get Eric Roberts back on screen just once, just once. Uh, I just, I just, that master makes almost no sense, but I want that energy again, you know, that nobody plays pure evil quite as well. Uh, well, it's like, it's like each one has a different flavor. Sasha Darwin is like focused chaos and, uh, you, he's delighting the fact that his plan is so twisted he's relieved he's it's almost so twisted he doesn't know where it's right, going. right. <laughs> it's getting a little bit at a time just to see if he can make your eyebrow rise you know yeah, like, oh, yeah. i and uh and, and there we go let's let's talk about you know a little bit of that regeneration tease is uh, there's a regeneration mid-episode which uh, uh davies davies did too with tenant right that's how we have a a half human version of the doctor that's in an alternate universe right uh and mortal uh, but it is funny that, you know, that Jody has to regenerate as into the master or the master becomes right. the doctor. Nice twist. And then I loved that imagery of, of that mental space, that road where the, the previous incarnations have aged. Sitting, sitting at the side of the cliff. Kind of. But, but yeah. thereby not making any, you know, Twists of logic to to have to acknowledge that these actors have gotten older. Yeah, it it, it 
it could have gone either way for me. I wouldn't have minded a statement about uh, you look older and go, well, you know, I don't regenerate anymore. No, you know? I mean, but I, I just accepted that. I thought that was yeah. the point is that yeah. they do age in their mind. Right. And in the mind of the doctor. I also got to say, you know, I, the uh, acknowledgement of the previous companions in a way that the 50th anniversary oh, God, did yes. not do. First of all, Sophie Aldred and Janet Fielding um, are two of my favorite convention guests. I love, I will go to their panels, any convention I go to, you know, obviously Gallifrey One, and they will be there this in 2023. And I love their conversation. I've never seen Tegan in an actual episode until this one. But, oh, really? But Janet I loved Fiel- it. I loved it when she had the line, "I was an air hostess in the '80s." Yes, <laughs> like, I know. I know. Do. It's like, like, but you know, it's like I think it's almost for the first time that after listening to her panels that are on panels and in conversation with uh, with Peter Davidson is that they wrote Tegan the way she wished Tegan had been written without betraying the way Tegan actually was written. If that makes sense. Like she aged into the character she always wanted to play. Well, she had a great, a great take on it too. Cause she was angry with him. Yeah. That, and in a more, and less, less Sophie was, but, um, she was really, and people react differently to abandonment and stuff. But well, I and I, yeah, no, I. It's right. You allowed the colors, and you got that moment. Like I'm texting, my wife is working in Tokyo, at right now, and so she was at work when I was watching this. I said, before you go to sleep tonight, I've set it up so you can watch this episode. You need to watch it, otherwise everything will be spoiled. But I also said, like. I keep tearing up throughout this because of these connections. We've seen these reunions at, again at conventions, but to see it on screen, see these characters acknowledge each other. And, you know, like I know Sophie Aldrich, she had, a, I bought the novel and I can't think of what the name of it is, but she wrote a novel explaining what happened, you know, with Ace and how Ace formed uh, a foundation. And, and many of the companions have been portrayed as having done that. Like, I mean, which they finally acknowledge is like, if you have traveled the universe with this essentially immortal being fighting off alien invasions and doing right. And, and then you come back to earth and you go, well, guess I'm just going to sit in my pension flat. No, you're not. How can you not be changed? You know? And so, which, you know, they had, that's how they toyed. That's how they brought Donna Noble back in uh, with tenant was saying, you know, like she's, she was changed by the, by the runaway bride episode. And the same thing happens here. Sophie, uh, so that ACE formed a foundation to help Mm -hmm. and they acknowledge that, but then she gets to put the jacket back on. Oh Yeah. Yeah, and then she gets to talk with Sylvester. And the bat. And the bat. Oh, my God. (laughs) And the Nitro 9, but it's been improved. Yeah, I mean, it's so so great. And then you get to the end, and I wasn't even sure when they had that support group. I'm like, that's the first companion. I had to look him up. That actor is 97 years old. Yeah. And that they bring him. Was that Jamie? No, they didn't even have him, but that's because he's out off in the Highlands somewhere. I guess they couldn't excuse the. Oh, it was the, the one of the teachers. Trouble. It was one of the teachers. Yeah. Harry, he was in the very first episode and 
he's 97 years old, came out of retirement to be in this and to have that reaction of, oh, the doctor's a woman now. Oh. You know, I mean, it was just like, it was so accepting. And I, I think that's the first time he's ever come back. I don't think he's even been in a big finish audio, mm. you know. And, and so that really moved me. But having that support group made so much sense to me. I'm like, yeah. how are they not hanging out with each other? <laughs> you know, they started to do, they implied a little bit in the Sarah Jane adventures that at least Sarah Jane knew um, Joe. And because they got together for a crossover episode with, with uh, Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so that's what I love. Um, and I realize even the thing that, that my deepest reaction to this episode, I, I, I can't record. I guess I, I am just going to have to have to write it or, or, you know, my apologies. I may have to just put it on a video in which I've taken several takes to get through. Um, but there is something about the legacy that is that I love that this episode acknowledged and it ties into my family. And, um, yep, I was right. I can't even start talking about it without tearing up. So I guess I have to write it out. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so watch fanboy planet for it. Keep an eye out for it because I think it is worth, you know, talking. It, 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 it's a memory that, um, I'm so excited to go to Gallifrey one and uh, that Jody Whitaker is a guest. Yeah. yeah. And, I thought about buying the diamond package, you know, for all the stuff. I'm like, I don't want a photo with her. Um, I mean, I do kind of, but I always find those awkward. And it's and yeah. if you don't, hey, great, that's cool. I'm totally down with you. You know, I, I'm not trying to, you know, we I have one with John Hurt and I have one with Christopher Eccleston, and again, both because they're very personal connections. And Sylvester McCoy, uh, same, you know, when I have a very personal connection. But now, at my age, I'm more like, well, I would just like to, I might want to go to the reception to be in the room and just to once say thank you. Thank you, yeah. For everything you've done. And, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, and she's already eager. She's like, you know, ask me again, any, anybody who wants me to come back in a, in a, in a crossover episode, I'm ready. You know, please, I want to. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, you know, and I and I get that. I, I do think you're never going to get somebody with the longevity again of, of Tom Baker in terms of the television series. Um, you know, and unfortunately, apparently he um, was too ill to take part. But, you know, I, I'm still wishing I and maybe this is the thing with the 60th anniversary. Russell Davis may have something up his sleeve that we get to see the eighth doctor again. I think Paul McGann. I think the eighth doctor is definitely a possibility. I'm actually hoping after last year's appearance at Gallifrey One, that we'll get Eccleson back. In an Maybe it, my problem, my my doubt here, it, my only doubt here is that I am not sure if the issues he had colored his relationship with Russell T. Davis, hmm. and if Russell T. Davis was one of the issues, I don't know. He's you know he's never really been clear about it. But he has come to grips with, uh, I don't say grips, but, you know, he has made peace and he, he, understood he what he means to people. To that's fans. it, exactly. The, 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 the acceptance of the role as not just a silly little role, but it's, it's a role that means something to the audience that have been so engaged in the stories all over the years. 
It's it's that big, and I, I you know that's my hope that he will. He I will take I, that I would love. I would lo- don't get me wrong. I would love to, and I have I have the audio adventures that he came back for, and I, they're a delight because I'm just so. It's so great to hear him get to develop the character a little more yeah. and, and get back into it, and. You know, and McGann, the last time he was at a Gallifrey one, said someone did ask him, like, would you return? And he's like, of course, who wouldn't want to step back in? And because it's so fun. And he had my he had my favorite line in probably all of Doctor Who, but at least since the reboot. And it was from the Doctor Dances when he says, "Nobody dies." Oh, that's Eccleston. Yeah, no, yeah, everybody. You know, he didn't say nobody dies. That everyone lives. It's the positive. That's yeah. why he danced. And, yeah. you know, I no, exactly. That was a, that's the thing. I mean, you know, it's, it's going to drive me back to, I know I have them on DVD. And, and right now we'll, we, I think we can get into this, that, that the, tr- the path of finding which doctor you want to watch uh, again, as we often say, look, there's a reason I buy physical media, um, tracking where you can find these episodes, but it's worth revisiting Eccleston's 13 episodes. Not only did they, did it, it revive, uh, you know, make this a viable franchise again in a more mainstream way. I mean, it was always a viable franchise, but you know, you gotta admit there's a, you know, we nerds love a lot of things and some of them people outsiders look at and go, what (laughs) you can't, but for a while, and it's 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 not right now, but for a while, you know, with, with Tennant, Doctor Who was uh, was truly a worldwide phenomenon. It still has a fandom, but I, you know, it, it's not where it was. And I think the thing is, it is a canny move that Russell T. Davis is coming back to produce, and now has a an ownership stake in it. As does this is the revelation this week. As does now <laughs> Disney. So. Shooty got was, and I'm. This is unclear for me, uh, as far as the detail exactly, that the 60th anniversary specials. I am not sure if those are what is when it starts, or if it truly is with Shooty. I'm not even going to try numbering him because who knows what number he actually is now. If Shooty yeah. got was, um, if it will just be his solo episodes that now moving forward will be on Disney plus outside of the UK and, and Ireland. Um, the BBC will still have, have it there, but BBC America has been cut out. Now they still have a deal and this is where it gets confusing. If you want to watch as we have referenced one through seven, um, that's as we say, colloquially old who old who is on Britbox streaming however some of like the restored episodes of the old who which are like animated because they only have audio they right. tried to reconstruct those are on bbc america and if you have amc plus therefore you have bbc plus you can access those there so you have to jump around then eight I don't know what the hell is going on with him. I did go on to look because I have not huh. I have not watched the uh the Fox TV movie since it aired. And, I actually watched it at Gallifrey One once. And I want to revisit it. And trying to get find that on physical media in the US is expensive. Not impossible, yeah. but expensive. Because it's out of print. 
and and even a moderately priced, still expensive, but it's you got to have a region-free player if you get the version that is less than eighty bucks on on Amazon. So I, I, I'm admitting this all all up top. So I don't know where that is, where that lies, if that is still with uh, with you know with BritBox or if because technically it's Fox, yeah. uh, is it now a Disney asset? that can be used. So Shudi Gatwa announces on Good Morning America on Monday morning this deal that Disney Plus is going to show this and again this is what's unclear. Then does that mean that the last last episode we saw on BBC America was the power of the doctor or will they get the rest? Uh, you know or or will they get to keep at least what is there's the spoiler, the spoiler, the spoiler. <laughs> that Jodie Whittaker did not regenerate into Shudi Gatwa, she regenerated into David Tennant. So does she... I or mean, somebody who looks a lot like David Tennant. Apparently feels, his face feels just like... It well, but we knew that. You know, that's the thing. is In the 50th anniversary, Tom Baker showed up as the curator. I have his action figure. And the curator said... And I think you do too. And the curator says, you know, you might want to revisit some old faces. Who knows? And that's used as sort of an explanation as to why Peter Capaldi had appeared in a previous episode as a different character and then get that face. It reminds him of, it's sending a message. And so, yes, he's not going to be exactly, you're right, the same doctor. We all knew that there was going to be a special, at least, at least one special with he and Donald Noble back in action. But, you know, they were teasing, like, is this a flashback? It could have been a flashback. Yeah. yeah. And this is, no, I, I'd say, no, this is definitely moving forward. There must be a reason he went back to being David Tennant. Uh, uh, and I know what that reason is. It's because it, that's everybody's favorite doctor. Uh, so, you talk about somebody who's going to be upset when she finds out that he took her memory of him. Well, uh, yeah, well, that's the interesting workaround, it, right, is that she can't. Um, they left it that she couldn't have a memory of him or her right. brain would explode. Right. The other really positive but sad thing is that Bernard Cribbins, who played her grandfather, passed away recently, but he did apparently finish his scenes oh, wow. for it. So, I mean, they they knew he was a little more infirm, so, you know, it was written around there, and then he had, he had finished up and unfortunately he passed away. He was so wonderful to watch in that Oh, series. absolutely. Um, you know, and he's also, a, isn't he a different character in the Peter Cushing Doctor Who m- movies? I don't remember Which that. Which is are out of continuity, but I think he's in Doctor Who and the Daleks. So uh, I got to... You know, I, w- I was fantasizing a little bit about what would happen in the that episode that would really be special. And, you know, the idea that they brought back a young Luke Skywalker uh, made me think, could they bring back a Peter Cushing? Well, okay, this is actually covered in one of... Uh, in, I think Stephen Moffat novel, novelized the time of the Doctor, right? Uh, apparently, and I have it, and I haven't read it, so shame on me. But uh, apparently, there's an acknowledgement that in Unit they have like a little, <clears throat> you know, educational center about the Doctor, internal only. And one of the things is that the Doctor, not sure which incarnation, might have been Matt Smith's, uh, the Eleventh Doctor. Uh, knew Peter Cushing. Peter Cushing knew about the Doctor, and so the his actual costume 
was given to him by the doctor from the TARDIS. Hmm. So apparently, allegedly, at least in Stephen Moffat's mind, the those two Doctor Who movies, theatrical releases, in which he is a human, right. um, are uh, canonical in Doctor Who in terms of the Doctor is fully aware they were made and thought they were funny. Right. So, you know... Um, but I, I, that's almost a spin-off. Spin-off. You know, I, I don't want to see. I'm. I'd rather see a recast as they did with the first Doctor. You know, um, because that Peter Cushing appearing in Rogue One um, was unnecessary and a little creepy. But I'm sure the technology. You're right. The technology's gotten, gotten better. So much better. But let me say that this is the thing about Disney Plus. This was revealed later this week is that part of this licensing deal means they're contributing funds to up the budget for Doctor Who moving forward. So Russell Davis's Bad Wolf Productions owns Doctor Who now, and Disney is investing in Bad Wolf Productions. They don't own it, so we're not saying ultimately that Luke Skywalker and the Doctor are going to meet. But it's only a matter of time, uh, you know. So uh, only a matter of time. Only okay. a matter. Uh, there we go. And space. It, and, it was a. It was a galaxy a long time ago. <laughs> far galaxy, far far away. But uh, but they are their budget's going to go up, and so yes, it could be. But my side note here is that I've been really getting into old Hammer horror, uh-huh. and. Uh, and as I, I mentioned to you last week, I, I finally picked up a picture, a uh, copy of the original um, Tales from the Crypt by Amicus and Peter Cushing's role in that. And I'm just like, Cushing is so much more than uh, than how I perceived him in that the very first movie I ever saw him in was Star Wars. And, you know, so I, I just want to leave his old performances alone for people to discover and enjoy. That's just a side note. He's be- rapidly becoming one of my favorite actors for being able to carry both the Dracula franchise and the Frankenstein franchise for Hammer and truly be two completely different kinds of people in them. Uh, you know, uh, Dracula, is, uh, Van Helsing is noble and Frankenstein is a bastard. Right. It's it's impressive. It's just damned impressive. And then Vault, uh, Tales from the Crypt, I'm like, Oh, what a beautiful character he is. You know, I mean, it's just a beautiful character. But, of course, it is based on EC Comics, so it doesn't end well. But anyway, uh, <laughs> so back to Disney's amping this up. So we're going to see these things in 2023, not till November of 2023, mind you. So we got to wait, which yeah. means, but this is the other thing. With Disney budget, you're going to have the promo stuff. Can you imagine all the Disney Plus specials leading up to the Doctor Who specials to get a whole new group of fans totally enthusiastic. First, you're going to, you know, let's get a whole series of like those 15 minute Star Wars, uh, super bits. smart of Disney plus here of JPEG to say like, look, we're here. This is going to draw more subscribers to Disney plus. If content starts rolling out, that is just because, you know, I don't think, well, no, Star Trek fans, Star Wars fans, we are all clearly obsessives. You are right to speak of that Star Wars content. You know, look at it. Uh, did you see? Have you started watching the animated series that just dropped? 
No, I haven't. But it's only it's it totals out at ninety minutes, which is great. I need short yeah. episodes because then they're yeah. like a palate cleanser the other night. I watched the first episode. Super cool, super cool. You know, yeah. and and so you know, as they're expanding the possibilities of that, I think that a Disney Plus alliance, which is really how it should be, Disney does not own it. It's going to expand what the possibilities are and take it away from being this narrow scope of the hardcore, you know, um, big finish audios are terrific. I love them. Not everybody does, mm-hmm. you know, that's not how they want to consume. So they want the TV. The books that I've read are great, but like star Wars novels, uh, and the amount of time I have in my life, free time, uh, there's not time to consume that, you know, there's just not, but, the, but for people who can, that's awesome. You know, I, 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 and, and the comic books, I admit, I only occasionally dip into Titans comics. They've been great, the ones I've read, but I just don't have time. So, uh, I, ironic that I keep saying that when I talk about Doctor Who, but I just don't have time. And um, let me say it like Shatner. I just don't have time. Uh, so, thank you, Rick, for indulging <laughs> that impersonation. Because uh, Disney doesn't own Star Trek yet. So, I, I'm trying to just hit upon and per- perhaps lightly offend every single franchise in one podcast. So, that's that's where it is. I, I, I'm excited about uh, about the future. And again, if you haven't look, I know it's not going to be for everybody. But if on Netflix you haven't watched Sex Education, uh, the series that Shudi Gatwa is probably best known for previously, uh, watch it. And no, like I I would say maybe three episodes in, and I realized that's the only reason I started watching the series was, oh my god, I can totally see who his doctor is going to be. And yet in the little snippet the glimpse they showed us in the coming attractions it is and it isn't you know it's a it's going to be a different because i knew he was going to be a great actor but you know it's um i i I, now i have no idea who the doctor can be except who his doctor is going to be except that i know i've seen him laugh on sex education in which i'm going that manic laughter is going to show up it's the sheer joy in being the doctor. We don't hear we don't hear enough. Jody Foster, uh, Jody Foster, Jody Whittaker had it. Tom Baker had it, you know. And uh, Tennant did. Matt Smith had some glee, you know. And uh, but you know, Capaldi was kind of scolding, but but warmly so. And uh, I feel like this weekend, if I if I had time, but I'm still dedicated to Halloween festivities, I would. I would dive into just those final episodes of, of all the new who uh, doctors, which I, I failed to mention, by the way, those nine through 12 are on HBO max for yeah. now. And it is, can we make one more mention because we haven't, we haven't touched on this one, but go ahead. Every, every time I see Joe Martin, I want more. Absolutely. And, and that they don't give me any more. And it's just unfair. She is brilliantly written when she's on the on the screen. Yes, and I, so I hope somebody does. I don't want that to be in a novel. I I, I want her to. I, you know, I suspect unless there's some weird rights thing. I hope there's not a contractual thing. I would, at the very least, and I say this very least, least uh, expect that she would meet up with Shudi Gatwa because more. Uh, mysteries are going to be resolved yeah, yeah. Uh, and expanded upon. 
Uh, I would love to find out that for the 60th anniversary, there is an entire episode devoted to her that we just have no idea about. Yeah, I I, I, I like the idea of involving her in Shudigatwa's uh, stuff because they could do a decent arc on just filling in yeah. some of the mystery around her. And already we can see with a new doctor. They're actors with different energy. And I, I love seeing that kind of contrast. Yeah. That's what I love about Doctor Who being a being a multiverse in and of itself. You know, it, it it's different actors all playing the same character and they can't actually meet. You know, it's fantastic. Um I do want to say one little thing and it's not to be be negative but but I was also reminded a little thing that showed up on Twitter, if I can still talk about Twitter today after Elon Musk <laughs> buying it. But uh, I'm going to stay on there for now, you know, and see that. But but what I, I want to say is somebody said, you know, somebody spotted David Tennant, like in Wales, in, in Cardiff, and said, oh, I think he's, you know, coming back to film this, blah, blah, blah. And, of course, um, fandom, including, unfortunately, you know, uh, Georgia Tennant herself, tried to debunk it, and I get it. They wanted to preserve the mystery, the surprise. Right, right. Um, but that person, whoever tweeted this, in, you know, who did this report, because they just wanted, they want to say, oh, isn't this cool? I'm sure it was done po- with all positive intent. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they were kind of chased off Twitter at, by fans, like saying how stupid, you're just making up stuff for attention. And I just... I just want to make a plea. You know, we end all these podcasts with use your powers for good. That's not the ending. Don't cut it off. Um, <laughs> you know, that, that, I mean, this is it. People, you know, just be kind. Maybe somebody on Twitter doesn't know what you know. I mean, and I admit, sometimes I'm I'm guilty of this too. I have to remind myself, like, you know, if you're a fan of this and you're really into it, you know a lot of stuff. I can't tell you, like, even the, you know... You know, the, the David Tennant revelation, if somebody had a gift, uh, 10 people sent it to me, you know, and I just go, thank you. You know, I, it's like, but, but I do get it. Like they want to preserve a surprise. And that's what I was said, you know, said all along is that's the love hate relationship I have with not the fans, but with the way fandom operates right now, where I like, there's very little I know about going, going on with Wakanda forever. You know, I really want to go into that movie and be like, ha, a total surprise. But I think that's what I enjoyed about Power of the Doctor most was somehow, other than knowing it was going to be a regeneration, because, of course, we always know that. We've been teased that every time one does. I went into that not knowing a lot of what was going to happen, just expecting that, okay, these parts, you know, I knew it would have been in a trailer. I managed to somehow avoid everything else. Or the BBC was able to keep it all secret. I I, I don't know which. Um, the older I get, the more I'm willing to be like, I don't have to be obsessively on this all the time. And and I'm finding I'm enjoying enjoying more that way. You know, there is a, a secret villain, if you will, in Black Adam. And when I watch Black Adam, yes, apparently Lego spoiled it. But uh, the, the secret villain. But... I had almost forgotten that that spoiler had happened so that by the time I'm watching the movie, a third act villain was completely a surprise to not a complete surprise. Cause I, I pegged it when it actually first got referenced in the film, but I just didn't know where the movie was going. And actually the, the end of act two, I thought of, of that film was like, Oh my God, is that how they're going to end it? 
I don't, I don't, I won't spoil that, but you and I could talk about it afterwards. It was like, yeah. Oh, is that where it's going to go? Oh man, that's bold. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I, I don't know how that's going to play to the average person, but I would have absolutely respected that. That's how it happened. You know how it ended because you watch these, these things and you sort of lose all sense of time. But <laughs> you know, so I did, I lost all sense of time. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm excited. I, I will probably, I will, I will rewatch Power of the Doctor. I, I, I really am excited for for Gallifrey One this year. Um, you know, I don't know if my if my companion, if you will, will be my wife, or she'll have to work and then you know see if my if my son will come out and join me again. But um, he has in the in years past, and and it would be fun. But I think it's it's, it's going to be a great lineup, and uh, you know, so um, it's. I walked. I felt after watching Sunday night's episode, it was great to be a fan again of, of Doctor Who. So, yeah, yeah. So there we go. All right. I think that just about wraps it up. So hey, if you've got any questions, comments, compliments, commentary, criticism, write in to editor at fanboyplanet.com. There's uh, there are only two things I should say on DC. I just don't need to hear. If uh, if you don't uh, think that the return of a certain actor to a return uh, to a, a certain iconic role in the post credits scene of Black Adam isn't a good idea, look, I understand, but I I disagree. Relax. I relax. And uh, the other thing is, if you uh, I got a shout out. Um, you know, if you don't think that James Gunn stepping in as the chief, essentially the chief creative officer of uh, DC Studios. If you think that's a bad idea, there's another reason. I, I, I love Feggy's comment where he's like, well, he's still doing this for me, and then he's doing this for me still, and no, he's got no, this one to do. No, but he's done with those things. But, you know, yeah. but I do want to say you don't have to tell me that you think it's a bad idea because, look, everybody's got their opinion, but even though uh, James Gunn, uh, you know, I don't know if he remembers me anymore, um, and I don't say that to be, oh, poor, woe was me. But when he was coming up and Fanboy Planet was coming up at about the same time, he was very kind. And um, I, for a while, considered him uh, a good acquaintance, if not out and out a good friend. And I celebrate every damn good thing that happens to James Gunn, even if I don't necessarily like the work that comes out of it. But i got to be honest, more often than not, I really like yeah. the work that comes out of it. So, yeah. you know, that's not, you know, saying you you, you don't like the idea is, is like, no, no, I respect that. But coming at me with it is, uh, no, you're coming at somebody that I, I know is a good person. And I, I think, again, in all of our the culture that we are in right now, we sometimes forget that everybody, everybody involved in this and all of this, they're all people. And more of them are good than you may think. And so, you know, let's just keep it civil. There you go. So um, thank you. I I almost fell off this soapbox. I was It was so high. Yeah. Uh, I apologize. I, I, I don't even know. I didn't mean to walk into the stable, but there was that horse. It was high, and I got on it. So, uh -huh. um, you know, maybe I'll get high later. Yeah, there we go. It's California. It's legal, people. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Yeah, I thank you all for listening, and uh, you know, do write in. I do enjoy hearing from people. I, I, I appreciate it being corrected on my uh, pronunciation of Coruscant, which I noticed very specifically was said as Coruscant again last night or this week on Andor. So, um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Derek McCaw, Editor-in-Chief of Fanboy Planet.
And I'm Rick Bretsnyder reminding you to use your powers for good. Thanks once again to the great Luke Ski for use of his music in this podcast. Visit Luke Ski at www.thegreatlukeski.com.